0: Awesome. Hallelujah! How's everybody doing today? Woo! Man, we are excited to gather. Man, you know, I've been excited to come to church multiple times. I'm like really, really excited to come to church multiple times in my life. And I'll tell you what, today I woke up more excited than I think I have ever been in my life to come to church. And there's something about gathering together as a collective group, and we can be in God's presence in our houses. We can be in God's presence in our personal time, but there's something the Bible says: do not forsake the gathering of the saints. There's something about the gathering, the coming together of the saints in God's presence to worship Him collectively.
1: This morning, I just am so excited, um, and I'm coming here today. I mean, there was we were celebrating here this morning. Um, we had on some undignified Wren Collective. We were up here dancing, me and this guy, um, just celebrating being in his presence, no. even this morning. And as we come into his presence, I just have this sense of, I just want to honor God. No. I just want to honor God. He doesn't change. He doesn't change. And, you know, he met me in my home as much as he meets me here, but I missed y'all. Mm. And there is something incredibly powerful. When a people come in unity When they leave, um, when they leave all of the small things and right, I feel like all of us have a pretty, have had our eyes open to the the small things that we were holding on to. Those small things that, that we had lifted up a little too high in our lives. Um, God is so good and he's brought such, Mm. such clarity. I wasn't planning to say that. He's brought such clarity to, um, to the eyes of his people. Mm. And also I think to the eyes of the world. And so this morning as we come to worship him, um, I just want to honor him this Amen. morning. I just want to bring honor. Amen. I want to bring honor to the Lord. And I just want to sit in his presence. I want to dance in his presence. Um, so call to worship.
0: Amen. So just before, before we start the, the call to worship, you can give me a little background music yeah. on this. So that'd be good. Uh, a lot of times during, during the week, challenges will come up in our lives. This week has been tough. It's been tough in the Ackerman home. And the moment we made the decision that we were going to gather as a church, the enemy came after my family. I'll tell you what, I had salmonella poisoning from Monday night through yesterday like you wouldn't believe. And I'm not going to give you details. And then this precious woman here, the enemy came after her thyroid and her adrenal gland, and caused all kinds of challenges. And my five-year-old daughter got bit in the back by a spider and was swelling up on Wednesday. And then yesterday, my two-year-old daughter started reacting with hives for something she either ate or something she wore from head to toe. She was swelling up. And through this whole time, I said, oh, no, 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 enemy. No, 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 Satan. There's plans and purposes. God has things in store. And we will gather as a church. And we will celebrate the risen king. And we will dance on the grave. And we will celebrate what he has done in our lives. And I came with such joy, such expectation this morning. And I encourage you the same. Whether you're watching online, I get it. There are people that are watching online, and that's totally okay. You celebrate with us. You stand to your feet while we worship here. So I encourage you, everybody stand with me now. We're going to do a call to worship. It's out of Psalm 34, verse 1. We're going to say this together as we've been doing on the count of three. One, two, three. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let us worship him. Amen.
2: Who could carry that kind of way? It was my tomb till I met you. I was breathing. sin was heavy but chains break at the weight of your glory I needed shelter I was an orphan now you call me a citizen of heaven
3: freedom. Our chains are gone. No weapon form shall prevail. Your word is stronger. We overcome Your glory. Your glory resounds through the age. All saints declaring your great now, Your kingdom forever will stand.
0: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord.
4: Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: We celebrate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We
4: celebrate the king. Thank you, We
1: celebrate the king. The king whose throne rises higher. Thank you, Lord. Other throne, whose crown is the
4: crown you, in the Lord. mighty
1: name of Jesus. Thank we celebrate, you, before, the you, we celebrate you, before the King, we celebrate before the King. We worship the King, Thank you, He's coming, He's coming, church. He's coming, and He's coming for a bride that is awake and that is strong. and In her wake Hallelujah. is the poor and is the lost. Is a hungry. You, he is Lord. coming for a bride.
4: Thank you, Lord.
1: Who is pure Thank you, and holy. We celebrate the King. Thank you, Lord. We celebrate you, Jesus.
4: Thank you, Lord. Jesus.
1: Mm. Jesus.
4: Thank you, Lord.
5: Alleluia. Thank
4: you, Lord. Alleluia, Jesus. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Lord.
4: Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: We're just going to stay here for a minute or two or three.
4: Worship you are King.
0: Bible says, John chapter 7, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink, for he who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Father, that's our heart's cry this morning and every day, the rivers of living water flowing through us. As we seek you, as we worship you,
4: we thank you, we thank you, we thank you.
0: So good to be in his presence. So good to be in his presence. Thank you, Lord. I keep wanting to give you guys communion instructions, but I keep getting held back. So just a couple minutes, guys. We're going to take communion in a couple minutes, but I want the Lord to do what the Lord wants to do.
1: and I will be his God, and he will be my son. Thank you.
6: Thank you,
2: Lord.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Chris.
1: We've waited so long to come into his presence together, there's no way we're going to rush it. There's no way we're going to go fast.
0: We're just getting started.
1: Hallelujah. 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 There's been one message to all people over the past few weeks. It's slow the heck down. Slow down. It's in the quiet. It's in the still place. we see him that we see him the word says to be still and know that i am god i'm so excited to come together and take communion this morning we've added a communion table in the back If you're in the last five rows of these two middle sections, you can head down this center aisle to the communion table and then return back to your seat around the sides. Um, If you're in these side sections or in the front rows here, you can come down the way we always do. Um, So as always, the middle lane is kind of one way this way. Um, And these two side aisles come down this way. Um, And we just wanna come together and, and take communion.
0: And just as a point of note, when you pick up your cup, you'll have two cups when you pick them up. So there's the bread is in the cup underneath, and then the juice is in the cup on top. And so there's no picking up, you know, multiple pieces of uh, bread. It's just you pick up one two-cup system and head back to your seat, and we'll take communion together as a church family in just a minute. Everybody have their, their cups? Multiple cups? Okay. So obviously, the one on the bottom has the cracker, and one on the top has the juice. The Bible says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you. The Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took the bread. had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake.
4: Thank you, Lord. In
0: remembrance of you, Lord. I said we're just getting started church we got two more songs to do yet so if you want to just stand up with me or you can sit if you want but stand up with me and we're going to sing two more songs and we're going to celebrate jesus christ and what he's done for us amen
2: the sun.
1: He's washing away bitterness right now. He's washing away bitterness. The heartache and the suffering, the trials, in those areas where we've held them and said, God, why? Why? And this morning, the answer is because he is worthy. There's not a moment, there's not a tear shed, there's not a trial that you've walked through that He has not been with you. And right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, bitterness and heartache are being washed away. And in its place is fullness of joy. I speak fullness of joy. I speak fullness of joy in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus. I speak fullness of joy in Jesus' name. I speak fullness of joy in Jesus' name. I speak fullness of joy in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak fullness of joy. I speak fullness of joy in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, do your work, I speak fullness of joy, I speak fullness of joy, I speak fullness of joy, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, oh Jesus, oh God. Joy, 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 unspeakable, fullness of joy, let it flow, let it flow like a river, fullness of joy, fullness of joy, Jesus.
4: Praise God. Praise God.
6: Praise
0: Jesus. Praise God. You know, the word this morning through multiple avenues was clarity. Clarity. And much like you know, we just opened our pool this week, and there's just something that's chemical you put in called clarifier. And what it does is it takes this water that's muddy and hard to see through and begins to make it clear again. I believe that's what the Lord is doing this morning. He is bringing such clarity. He is increasing the resolution of our eyes to see more clearly who he is and what he has done. To see more clearly those areas in our life that we have just glazed over that we need to look deeper at. He's bringing clarity into relationships. He's bringing clarity in areas that we have never even known were there in front of us that needed clarified.
1: What the clarifier does is that there's always the filters going, the filters going, the filters going. But the particles are so small, it makes the whole, it makes all the water foggy. What the clarifier does is it draws those particles to cling together so that they can get caught in the filter and I feel like so often we have diffuse fear or we have diffuse stress no a spirit of fear has no place in me does that mean I'm never afraid and I'm never making decisions based on things I shouldn't be considering Abraham considered not his age no that does not mean that because I'm human because this is a walk because I'm walking it out you're walking it out but what clarifier does what the clarifier of the Holy Spirit does is he opens our eyes. Right. And he sees this diffuse, This you're, you're thinking too much about what people think. You're considering too much what people think. And he'll show you those areas, he'll draw it to, so we can filter it out. That's the goal, is out, is out. So it doesn't magically clear up the water. The water doesn't magically get clear. That's right. But it's revelation. It begins to to draw it out and draw it together so that, ah, I can see now. I can see now, and I can filter that out. I can see now this, this, this area and this area and this area.
0: Clarity. 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 In Jesus. So, Father, we just ask for clarity this morning. Clarity in our lives clarity to see the things that we need to see clarity to help filter out the things that need filtered out clarity so that we can be as pure as pure as gold and father we know that that process isn't always easy that process sometimes is painful but father we're willing to do it we're willing to do it so that we can be purified But, Father, we just seek clarity in our lives. Even now, as we pray, Father, we ask that you reveal things to us that need to be filtered out. Things that need to be taken out of our life. And as that clarity comes, Lord, we ask that as we see you in your face and have a clearer picture of who you are, because the muddy waters have become clear, that our joy is made complete. Our peace will pass all understanding. We just thank you for these things. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
1: You guys, oh. you guys can be seated. Yeah. We're just going to talk for a while. Um, what are we supposed to do next? I don't know exactly. Um, I know down? there's a cue sheet and we're supposed to know. But Are these guys done? Um, are they done? Sure, you guys can be done. <laughs> I'd like to have you up there at all service, because that would be awesome. But um, uh, no, I just want to talk for a few minutes about, um, about we're going to release to greeting time. We're going to no. pass out the sermon bags for the kids, and all that's going to be great. Um, just wanted to take a few minutes to talk about our church, our church family. I think one of the benefits of the Facebook Live and the format that we had done was that we really felt like we had the opportunity to talk with you guys. You know, we didn't, sometimes up here it's difficult to transition from that thick presence of the Holy Spirit and then really just talk about family. And um, as we've been walking through this time and making decisions, you know, we have been in so much prayer we've had so many people just gathering around us in prayer. Um, and you know, you talked about how difficult this week had been and the prayers, your prayers are the most valuable thing, the most valuable thing you can, you can give us. Um, you're not just us, but all of our leaders, Mm. our leaders in government, even the ones that you are tempted to despise. Mm. I counsel you, do not despise them. Mm. It doesn't please God to despise evil men. Mm. Their evil does not justify your despising of them. Right. Pray for them. Right. Pray for them. Yeah. And whatever your prayer is, I mean, pray that they get out of office. That's fine. But <laughs> pray in love. <laughs> I'm saying you don't have to. You don't have to be. You don't have to be a champion for them. Your prayer can be what it needs to be. But let yeah. it be in love.
6: Yeah.
1: And I just wanted to take a minute to talk about that. You know, yeah. we have our slides about safety precautions, and we put out there on facebook about safety precautions and as we were coming up with these things there's a couple of things you need to know one the leadership of your church is not afraid we are not in fear there is no spirit of fear Amen. there is no spirit of fear Amen. that is guiding our decisions is involved in our decisions we will not have it we will not go near it Amen. in jesus name Amen. with that being said Amen. When we stand before the Lord someday, I believe there is the biggest question, the most important question is, did you love? Mm. What is the greatest command? That you love Mm. the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second is like unto it, that you love Mm. your neighbor as yourself. Therefore, Mm. therefore, though it grieve me, though it grieve him, we went to Lowe's yesterday with the masks on. Mm. Though it grieve, and we I mean, I just prayed, oh. you just pray for people, so you pray hard. for them, and whenever you feel like you can do it without upsetting anyone, you pulled masks. you know you you love, mm. you love, and so I just wanted to assure you of that because it 's important it 's important that you know where your leaders are it 's important that you know that there is no spirit of fear, Ma'am. spirit of fear has no root here, um, so every precaution that we put in place or that we communicate out yeah. is because um, we want to love others. And we will love people exactly where they are. That's right. right where they are. Right. We want them here. We want everyone here. And if, if um, you are immunocompromised, if you feel like you want to wear a mask yeah. or need to wear a mask, then come Right. I was going to say, come, and I will hug you. But that wouldn't be a counterintuitive. That would be that would go against the whole thing. So I will want to hug you. Right. Um, right. So I wanted you all to know that, and if we were on Facebook Live, this is what I'd be saying. Um, and so we this are will, on Facebook Live. We are. I so that know. is what you're saying. Um, but we don't normally take time during church service True. to talk about these things. Um, but I did want to take the time to talk about it because I think it's important that you it guys is. know where we're at, it is. Um, what, where we're standing, mm. and what is the filter. The biggest filter that we're making our decisions through is love. It is. And uh, love doesn't mean compromise. Ask my children. <laughs> Ask my kids. I love them through and through, but boy, I don't compromise on the rules. I don't compromise on certain things. But... Um, mm but
0: we love we do so. we do so what are we supposed to do i'm really i'm just up here i'm just enjoying being in church man i'm like trying to figure i'm looking down at my paper like is there something i'm supposed to be doing or saying or whatever i do think we're supposed to have greeting time We are. and there's some instructions behind us uh, about the kid corner so yeah. what's interesting the lord is just i mean obviously he knew what was coming before it was coming and he had done a marvelous job for us personally as a church Preparing us in advance for what was coming and I've been on meetings with other church leaders and some of their biggest challenges that they said is we're not sure when we can gather again because we don't know what to do with the kids this is coming straight from them we're not sure what to do there's a lot of kids in our, in our church in our service and we're not quite sure what to do with the kids well the Lord has been preparing us in advance and we've been talking to you guys about these sermon bags and bringing kids into worship which already were but even during the sermon time and he had already prepared that. We've already laid the groundwork. And so in the, over there in Kid Corner now, it was something that we just had a few extra weeks uh, to execute on uh, while we weren't There's gathering no in person. There was no scrambling because it was making uh, progress behind the scenes before we even had, had it. So go ahead.
1: I just think the Holy Spirit is good. Amen. And when we walk with him, he prepares us. Amen. Um, and we're not caught unaware. And right. that's why we cannot fear. Because Amen. we're not caught unaware um, in that in the Holy Spirit. And it's in the quiet place. I mean, if there's anything through these past few weeks that we have, um, you know, through the Facebook live have been, I think, imploring people to find him in the quiet place. I mean, that's out, it's out of our quiet time with him. It's out of there that he speaks, and he leads us, and he guides us, and it's yeah. where he can reveal and bring Amen. clarity Amen. to us. Amen. So I am rejoicing at uh, baby Rahina. She has been uh, glorifying God this morning.
6: Amen. And I, mm. I'm
1: telling you, God was so well pleased with her voice this morning that I, I just busted it. out into tears Amen. because when that music's going, she is singing, and I <laughs> love that. <laughs> It's going to be up
0: here soon. <laughs> don't ever take her
1: out of this service when she is singing Amen. to the Lord. Amen. Don't ever, ever think for a minute that yeah. her voice doesn't rise up no
6: rise and bless up. his
1: heart. Amen. That just Amen. made me Amen. so, so happy this Amen. morning. Okay, Amen. so we should. Okay, so
0: the lights will go on and then I guess and normally we'll send kids back in the future, uh, but for now we're asking parents, parents. come back. Uh, if you if you brought your children, parents come back. We've got bags specifically made with your name tag already on it. And there's some wonderful ladies back there, happen to be.
1: Ackerman girls. Some of my,
0: some of my daughters as well, and, and Liz will be back there too. Otherwise, we're going to have some greeting time. There's suggested things in the back there uh, behind me. But So
1: normally kids will go and just grab their bags, and it'll be real simple, because yeah. they'll know their color, and they'll find it, they'll grab their bag. But because of, we're just trying to be loving yeah. um, and taking good measure.
0: And the kids have no idea what their color is yet.
1: Yet. So I, when you go over there, um, you'll just we'll know your last name and we'll get the bag for your child. And then after service, this is important, pack your bag up, clean up the bag, put all the stuff back in it, and just leave it at your seat. It does not go home with right. you. Leave
6: it right where you The are
1: toys in it, the things in it does not go home, because if it goes home, it's not special anymore. They should look forward to coming back to play with the little whatever is in their bag. Um, okay. So I think that's it for kids. Okay, back.
0: all right. We may greet each other. All
1: right. Good morning, church. I am hesitant to break y'all up because I know you are so in need of your gathering time, your greeting time. But I'm excited to hear the word preached from this pulpit this morning. I am excited. Um, So, a few announcements. This Wednesday at 6.30 is the marriage Q&A over Facebook Live. Um, We've been enjoying doing that. Um, It's been real. (laughs) You get a real taste of Jason and Liz. So, um, if you want to participate in that, we invite you to do that. If you have questions, specific questions or topics you want us to talk about, we are happy to talk about anything. And if you haven't watched the first three, you would know we are talking about everything. Um, So you can send your questions to info at ecfchurch.org. That's info at ecfchurch.org. And we can answer some of those questions and just discuss them. Uh, Also, small groups are meeting. And tonight at 6.30 p.m. right here in the sanctuary will be the Luciano group. I won't say small group because it's not usually small. Um, but Paul will be teaching. It's always phenomenal, so I invite you to come to that. That's tonight at 630 here in the sanctuary. And then finally, if you have a prayer request, a praise report, if you have any questions, or if you are new, this is your first time, um, or you need anything at all, info at ecfchurch.org is the place to email send it all there um prayer request, we also have prayer at ecfchurch.org but to be honest both emails will be read pretty much by the same person and then so any any email that you can remember that ends in at ecfchurch.org you're good to go it'll get probably where it wants to go so it needs to go and that's all i have pastor jason so excited for you to be up here
4: all right guys
0: how are we doing Amen. Boy, it's so good to be together. It really is. Um, I want to just uh, talk about offering real quick before we get into the, to the Word. Um, so a couple of things for offering. We're not going to pass the buckets this morning. Uh, and so if you're watching online and even if you're here, we're continuing to encourage you to give through our online platforms. Uh, you can text any dollar amount to 84321, or you can go to our website and click on Give. Uh, and you can go there. You guys have been generous during this time of uh, not gathering in person. Uh, you guys have continued to send in. You can email this, I'm uh, not email this, you can uh, mail this stuff in as well. If you are, if you did bring your offering today and you wanted to give it uh, in person today, there's an offering box at the back. Right on the left-hand side of the door, uh, there's a box you just slip it in. There's offering envelopes available on that back table, uh, but we're not going to pass the buckets or anything like that. Uh, we're just going to Kind of do what we've been doing, uh, as far as you know, as little touch as possible, uh, but still continuing to honor the Lord with our giving. Uh, and I did have a scripture that I wanted to just share out of Luke 16, verse 10. It says, "He who is faithful, what is what is least is faithful also; what is much, it what is in much. And he who is unjust, and what is least is unjust also in much." So what the Lord's saying here is, when we are faithful, even with the little things. And sometimes I call finances, it seems always like it's a big thing. But a lot of times, that's, he's just asking us for 10%. He's asking us sometimes for a little part of that. Can we be faithful in that? And when, he, when, we, when, he, when he, we show him that we are faithful in that, he is so faithful to bless us above and beyond all we could ask or ask. So let's just pray over our offering today. Heavenly Father, we just thank you today for every gift every giver. We thank you for everyone's offering and tithes today and giving to the building fund, Lord. We just thank you, Lord, that you are blessing it, you are multiplying it. Thank you, Father, for taking us through these past eight or nine weeks, Lord, being, you're just so faithful and so good to us, Lord. We thank you that every bill is paid in our church, every bill is paid for our church families, Lord. And Father, just thank you, Lord, that you're continuing to bless us in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, open your Bibles this morning. And, excuse me, why don't you go to Hebrews 11? And we're also going to spend some time in Mark chapter 5. Hebrews 11, just for a minute, and then Mark uh, chapter 5. What we've been doing is a series, in fact, I don't think we've done this series at all here in person, uh, called Jesus Is. And Jesus is, and we kind of left a blank after that, <clears throat> and what we've been saying is Jesus is love. Jesus is peace. Jesus is healer. Jesus is provider. And what I want everybody to understand and get out of this, that Jesus is what we need him to be in our lives. Jesus is what we need him to be in our lives. Sometimes we need rescued, and Jesus is our rescuer. Sometimes we need restored, and Jesus is our restorer. Sometimes we need healing, and Jesus is our healer. In fact, I had somebody come up to me at the break, Evelyn, I'm not sure where you're at there. She said that during the worship time, as we were worshiping, that the Lord miraculously healed a bone on her her face here, right around this area, that was infected, that had been challenged, that she was even... I don't know if there was surgery on the way that was potentially coming. There was all these things that were coming at her. But the Lord, honest to goodness, right there, took the pain completely away from her and has healed her face... Praise the Lord. And as she's telling me the story, she's tears holding back in her eyes. That's how good Jesus is. That's how good he is to us. To him be all the glory. To him be all the glory. And, you know, one of the biggest challenges I've had personally from us not gathering collectively, is I've had this sense, now maybe the miracles were happening, and the healings were happening, and the things were occurring, and maybe I just wasn't hearing about them, or wasn't being told about them, but I just sensed that there was this marked decrease in miracles that were occurring. And as this time of us not corporately gathering was for this eight weeks or so, I felt like this rising, I feel this rising back of the tide. Like we talked about the tides were getting pulled back. There was things being exposed. And I truly have just this sense of a tidal wave of sorts of the Holy Spirit flooding us and coming back over us. And the miracles that we thought were awesome before are even just a fraction of what the miracles that God is going to do at ECF, through ECF, in Erie, in United States, all around the world. I'm not talking about here that's just all for us. I'm talking about God doing miraculous things and i have this expectation that's greater than it really ever was before and i think the lord loves when we have big expectations on things he loves when we put our faith to work into action so you know what i am believing for something that is so big and so audacious and so amazingly wonderful but this is what i'm believing for We are believing for healings like we've never seen before. We are believing for salvations, for those to come to know who Jesus Christ is in their life, more so than we've ever seen before. You know, during this time, you know, even your pastors need encouragement. I know you guys send us emails and texts and encourage us, but there are days where sometimes it's tough. And during this decision on when to regather, this was a difficult time for us. You know, because we want to make the loving decision. What is the right loving thing to do? And as we teach you all the time, what is the best thing for ECF? This is what we had to decide. What was the? Not, I'm not saying because somebody else is a meeting that they're wrong and we're right. All I'm saying is what was the best thing for us? And we asked the Holy Spirit, what is it? What is it for us? And it was Tuesday of last week. Uh, Tuesday of last week is when we begin to make that decision of course I mentioned earlier if you were here when we first started I had sam- salmonella poisoning of sorts how I'd, I mean I had raw chicken we figured that out uh, so and I am just struggling with this thing we're like I'm not sure what to do what to do and out of nowhere we got an email of encouragement on Tuesday morning and this email was like you're the right people in the right job, at the right time, and then God will do miraculous things, miraculous things, miracle working power through this church. And it was just like, yes, yes, God brought everything that we needed right there in that one email was complete confirmation. And it made the decision so easy that we knew what it was to do, and it was we already gather this weekend. But Jesus, he does that. God does that for us. He does that for each and every one of you. He will do it for each and every one of you. Jesus is what you need him to be. And this morning I want to talk about Jesus is the rewarder. Jesus is the rewarder. Hebrews 6, I asked you guys to turn there. I mean Hebrews 11 verse 6. It says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. Without faith... It is impossible to please Him, for he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that he is a rewarder of those who, what, diligently seek Him. So we're going to spend some time looking at what does it mean to diligently seek Him. And I want to first take a moment of what does it mean when we think of Jesus as the rewarder. Now, I don't know about you, but as a parent, I start thinking about reward charts. Yeah? Like if you get so many stars on this chart, then there's a reward for you. Maybe it's a chocolate chip, maybe it's a cookie. And I think we start thinking of rewards like, if I do this perfect formula, if I have this perfect this plus this plus this plus this, then I'll get the cookie. And this is not what God is saying right here. He is not saying, unless you do the perfect chart, unless you get everything right, or if you have a rewards card, you can't get the cash back until you get the certain number, right? And so you want to spend until you get the certain number, so you get double the reward cash back. No, I'm not talking about that kind of reward. I'm not talking about that type of seeking. You have to understand, God. He is a loving, merciful, merciful God. He loves us so much. He cares about us so much that if we miss a day in our Bible time, it doesn't say, well, that's it, I'm done with you. It's over, you're done. Because if that was the case, oh man, we'd all be in trouble. Is that right? We'd all be in trouble. So when I see this word rewarder, and I'm thinking about what it means when he is going to be a rewarder of those, I want to look at what does, it, what does it mean to be rewarded? And then what does it mean to diligently seek? So first I want to start just for a minute about this rewarder. What does this mean? I am not talking about big houses and fancy cars. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about everything in your life going perfectly. I'm not talking about that. In fact, I'm actually talking about the opposite. You're like, wait a second. Pastor Jason, you said reward. What do you mean that there are things in my life that won't feel like a reward, yet they're actually a reward of diligently seeking him? Yes, I'm saying that. I'm absolutely saying that. This reward is all about transforming us. This reward is all about making us whole. This reward is all about seeing healing in our life. This reward is all about God giving us a mission and a vision for our life. This reward is all about sending us out to the poor and to the brokenhearted. This reward is all about an internal transformation and a tearing out of the things that are on the inside of us that need to go, that need to be laid to the side. When we diligently seek him, the reward is not big houses and fancy cars. The reward, as we diligently seek him, is a life that continues to get purified more and more and more and more. Because what Jesus understands, because he is the rewarder, is that as you do that, the rewards are actually there. The joy begins to become to be able to be had more easily, no matter the circumstance. That's the reward. The peace that passes all understanding becomes a reward. Well, you can't just completely walk in perfect peace if you've never challenged things that challenge your peace. And so Jesus, as this rewarder, we think, well, it just means everything's going to work out perfectly. It's all going to be good. No. Sorry. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. But he is a rewarder. This true reward is not riches and glory, it's all for his glory. So do you really want this? Do you really want this reward? Because we have to diligently seek him if we want this reward. Right? He's a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. So I look at this reward and say, ah, it's not a cookie at the end of the chart. But when I look at the chart, it means I don't have to be perfect in order to see the rewards that God has in store for my life. And that makes me feel, oh, oh, so good, because we don't have to be perfect. Turn with me to Mark chapter 5. I want to start in verse 25. I'll tell you, this is this. These rewards, sometimes it's a hard process. Sometimes they are just great rewards that God just blesses us with, and it's just an absolute blessing. And we are so thankful and grateful for those. But many times the reward is on the other side, sometimes of a trial that's right in front of us. And these trials sometimes continue as we walk through them. God is the rewarder on the other side. So let's look at diligently seeking him. Mark chapter 5, verse 25. Now, a certain woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Let's just pause there for a minute. This woman suffered suffered and suffered for 12 years she was broke she had no money she tried every solution possible things were only getting worse they weren't getting better everything she tried was getting worse she tried it all and what you can see in this situation is you know what at this point she didn't care anymore about what anybody thought And part of diligent, I'm going to give you the three steps all tidy here, or four steps as we get to the end, so you can write them all down at once. I just want you to listen to me here for a little bit. She didn't care what anybody thought. Part of watching and looking at this woman and learning from her on diligently seeking Jesus and going after him, she didn't care anymore about what people thought. She came with desperation. Next verse says, For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. If only I may touch his clothes. She came with this posture of more of him and less of me. She came with a posture of if I can just touch his clothes. She came in a posture of faith. And here's the interesting thing is she actually spoke the words of faith before it happened. Did she not? Look at this. She, actually, she said, if I only touch his clothes, I shall be made well. She spoke in faith. Part of diligently seeking him is speaking the word of God and going after him and his promises and everything that he has in store for us. Immediately the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Jesus is the rewarder of those with faith that are seeking him. She was healed. Twelve issues, twelve years of an issue, healed. And I think, why didn't she come earlier? Well, Jesus' ministry was only a few years on the earth. So think, if this was a twelve-year issue, this issue happened before, Jesus, before she even heard about Jesus or even knew about Jesus. I mean, it had to be, even if it was at the end of his ministry, based on where it was written, it probably wasn't. But just call it somewhere in the middle A year and a half in, we're talking that this was going on for a long period of time until Jesus actually really began to show himself and who he was. But guess what? We're on the other side of Jesus. We don't have to wait 10.5 years to seek him and to seek his counsel and to seek his guidance, to seek his healing, and to diligently seek him with all that we are. He is available to each and every one of us today. Not tomorrow, today. Because guess what? Tomorrow, he's available today. Because tomorrow will be today. Did I say that right? I didn't get myself mixed up, right? Tomorrow will then be that same today. He is available for us today. And it says, "...and Jesus immediately knowing in himself the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, "'Who touched my clothes?' But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you, meaning so many people around him. How could he possibly know who touched him? How could you possibly know who touched him? Because there was a woman and he knew someone who was diligently seeking him in faith. There was many people around him, but those people were not diligently seeking him in faith. And he knew it. The moment his garment was touched, the moment the power went out, the moment she touched, the moment that what she spoke two verses earlier came into existence, and she was healed. He knew it happened. Disciples said, how how are you going to know who's touching? You You saw these people. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing, and I love that, he looked around to see her. Ah, It didn't say it was a she yet. He knew. He knows you. He knows you by name. He knows everything that you need him to be in that blank. Jesus is whatever. He knows you. And we have to go after him with it, all that we are. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said, Your daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And be healed of your affliction. So I'm gonna look at there's I got four points for you to write down this morning, four things that I see in this woman and what she has done that we can model after. Right? Sometimes we need something to model after. Sometimes we need to say, if I can just do a few of these things in my life, and not one time am I gonna say you have to be perfect. Not one time am I have to say, well, you have to do your Bible time in the morning. Not one time am I going to say, well, the evening is better. Not one time do I have, am I going to say, well, it has to be done this certain way. You have to first pray, and then you read a few scriptures, and then pray in the Spirit, and then worship some more, and then you'll get the cookie. No! What we can learn here is that we have to abandon everything else all the fear, all the worry, all the concern, and go after Jesus with all that we are. With all that we are. Church, I am tired of the church at large not going after Jesus with all that we are. I am happy that we couldn't meet, actually, for a couple weeks. Yes, oh my gosh, you said it. Because it was a reset It was a reset. It's not about lights. It's not about the smoke. It's not about the preaching. It's not about the worship. It's about Jesus Christ. It's about him, about who he is, and what he has done. It's about the communion table, the center of our services. That's what it's all about. It's an awakening for the church. The awakening is for the church, guys. This time of awakening isn't for those who are far from God. The church, God's asking us to wake, us to wake up, to get alive, to seek Him with all that we are, to stop worrying about what people think. Stop worrying about what people think. Let's stop looking like the country club down the street. Stop looking like the school that's down the road. It is time for us as the church to step up and to go after him with all that we are, every fiber of our being. And I'm calling us even as a church out on this. I am tired of lukewarm. I am tired of lukewarm. I'm tired of lukewarm in my own life. I don't want it anymore. I'm not going back to normal. I refuse to go back to normal refuse it here with me this morning watching online refuse to go back to normal and this new normal I don't even like that word I like to be not normal could we be so not normal coming out of this time that we just set the world on fire come on church How do we do this? We have to diligently seek him. This is the perfect time to change what you do. The perfect time to say, you know what? I'm tired of this old way of doing it. I'm tired of having to do the check marks in the morning. We're going to seek him with all that we are because we want to. And not only that, we want to because we have to. I want to be seeking him with such diligence because, you know what? There is nothing else. I can't do anything else. I can't do my job if I don't have him. I can't parent if I don't have him. I can't have a strong marriage if I don't have him. We can't lead this church if we don't have him. So step number one, we need to make Jesus the author and finisher of our faith. That woman was like, I am going after him. He is the author of faith. If I can just touch his garment... I will be made whole. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says, therefore, and I, God gave me this verse and I realized it's the same verse that Reverend Jeremy Gall used the last time that we gathered together here as a church, because he was the guy preaching. And I was like, what? Lord, are you kidding me? Like, it's just, we're picking up right where we left off, but we're going to do it in a new way, amen? That's right. We're going to do it in a new way. And church, I'm telling you, to be in a new way coming out of this. I want us to be not normal. Therefore, we also, it's Hebrews uh, 12, 1 and 2. I don't think I have it up there, so just bear with me. Uh, Since we are surrounded by such great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And if you want to hear more about that, go listen to that message from a few weeks ago from Reverend Jeremy. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking where? Unto Jesus. Jesus. Where should we be looking? Unto Jesus. Are we running this race? Where are we looking? Unto Jesus. Are we looking at the storms and the waves? No, we're looking at Jesus. The author and finisher of our faith. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The author and the finisher of our faith. He created it. He wrote it. He's got chapters in store for you. He's got seasons in store for you. Jesus is the rewarder. Jesus is just molding and shaping your life if you allow him to do that. Will you allow him to do that? Will you allow the... What's an author, right? An author writes. I have a writer in my family, multiple. An author writes. There's chapters. Can we let Jesus be the author of our story? Can each and every one of us let Jesus be the author of our story? Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you've never said, you know, I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Today's the day of salvation. Today's the day in which you can do that. Because he is writing a book with you. He's writing the story. And then he's the finisher. He's the finisher. So many of you, maybe I mentioned this before, but in high school, dad, if you're watching, I love you, man. I don't know how you did this for 50 some years, maybe more. He was a drywall finisher, okay? And I, I, please don't ask me to help you with any drywall finishing. I have lost my skill set in that. So let me just say that. But I did a lot of drywall finishing when I was in high school with my dad and a little bit into college. And think about what a finisher does. Think about what a drywall finisher does. He takes every joint that is cracked. He takes every part of that wall that has a nail in it or a screw in it, and he begins to cover it up. He begins to remold it, to reshape it, and to make it into this beautiful wall that did not exist there before. And each and every one of us, as we come to Jesus, we come to him like a piece of drywall with nails and screws and cracks and holes for outlets. And Jesus is our finisher. He begins to take that spackle and that tape and he begins to put it exactly where it needs to be. He begins to restore things that need to be restored. He begins to take those angles and those hard-to-reach places that are just so difficult to get to. And could that crack ever be filled? And he is able to fill it. He is able to take who you are and every hole that you have, every issue that you have, every sin that you made, and he begins to make you into a beautiful wall. And all of that is in a preparation For a time when we get to meet him in person. And he begins to put on the final color. Whichever you shall pick. But I thought what a beautiful illustration of being the author and the finisher. And this woman who was pursuing Jesus with all that he is. Knew, knew that if I could just touch him. This crack, this issue in my body. This challenge that I have. He can make it whole. He can make it whole. So number one, we need to make Jesus our author and our finisher. Too often we do a lot of authoring and we don't do a lot of finishing. A lot of us are good starters and bad finishers. Jesus is calling us to continue the race, continue the course, all the way to finishing. Number two, don't care what people think. She put the word meaning Jesus first place in her life. She did not care what people thought. She did not care what people said. She did not care who came against her. She did not care. She was going after Jesus. She was going to make him number 1 in her life and it didn't matter who was going to try to stop her. Proverbs 4:20 through 22 says my son give attention to my words. We have this Bible right here. She had Jesus. We've got the Bible to go after Jesus and to read his words and to seek him with everything that we are. Do not let them depart from their eyes. Keep them in the midst of our heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. This woman spoke truth. This woman went after him. She didn't care what other people thought. If we're going to make Jesus first place in our life and go after him, we cannot care any longer what people think. Can't care anymore. Can't care anymore. Well, I don't like taking my Bible into my workplace. What will people think? We can't care anymore. We can't care anymore, church. We have to stop caring what people think. We have to care what he thinks. The third thing we can see that she did, she did not let anything stop her. Diligently seeking him, we make him the author and finisher. We make him first place, but we don't let anything stop us. Nothing can stop us. You know, the Bible talks about faith without action is dead, right? This girl took action. She took action. In church, we are being called to take action, to diligently seek Him, allowing Jesus to develop our faith in Him. She was willing to do whatever it took. What does that mean for us? Do we have to make a schedule change? Then make a schedule change. We have to prioritize the things of God in our lives. You say, well, I can't do that. Well, we've been talking about it's been so hard for us to do for many, many years. And we just were seeking Him, seeking Him, and seeking Him, and saying, Lord, how will this work with our family? How can we do this family and the eight kids in the church seeking Him, seeking Him? And then one day, He gave us the answer rearrange this like this, put this here, and do this this way. And I'll tell you what for only just a few weeks, it has radically transformed our lives. Immediately. Just like immediately when she touched him. When you seek him, don't, if you don't get the answer right away, keep pressing in, keep pressing in, keep pressing in. And the answer comes when he reveals that answer through his Holy Spirit. Immediately things begin to fall into place and change. Jake, if you want to come back up here, I'm going to close with this last point. She worshipped him. Number four. Diligently seeking him. Worshipping him. We seek the Lord in the word. We don't let anything stop us. We make him the author and finisher. And we worship him. She fell down at his feet. She fell down at his feet. She worshipped him. Psalm 34:1 says we opened with this actually as a call to worship. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. She worshiped him. So how do we diligently seek him? We move aside all those distractions. We go after him no matter what. We miss a day, we get messed up, we sin, we keep going after him. Church, I want each and every one of us to be so diligently seeking Him coming into this new time, this new season than we ever have before. I'm going to lead the way with you. I'm going to do it with you. Because I understand more and more now that an hour more spent with Him is hours of productivity that end up happening on the other side. So I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read more of the Bible. You actually, you do because he ends up making more time on the other side. How does he do it? I don't know. But he does it. He does it. So as we close, as we close this morning, I just want you to close your eyes and bow your heads for a minute. I want you to know that Jesus is a rewarder. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And when we're seeking him, we cannot help but be changed into his image, which is healed, whole, which turns us into a servant, into a teacher. But if you're here this morning, and I want to ask a first question first. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, and maybe you're watching online, You can do that this morning. And when you do that with faith and do that with a belief in him, he will radically transform your life. So if that's you this morning, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you want to say, Pastor Jason, today's the day. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to wait any longer. I need Jesus in my life. Just slip your hand up. Anybody at all, anybody here this morning says I need you as my Savior. Okay, keep your heads bowed. It's my challenge to you. And I want you to only raise your hand if you're really willing to do this. I want you to only raise your hand if you are truly willing to begin to diligently seek Him more than you did ever in your life. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're tired of being lukewarm, you're tired of being halfway You're tired of saying, no, you know what? I am just going to go all in for him. I see your hands. Just leave them up. He sees your hands, guys. He is a rewarder. This is the, the first step of diligently seeking him. Letting him be that author of this new plan. Father, you see all of these hands raised. Kind of blesses my heart. Father, strengthen them. Show them the new ways that you want them to worship you. Show them the new ways in which they can seek you in their time of reading and of study. Father, bring forth chapters that you want them to go read. Bring them books that you are calling them to begin to study. Father, your word says that you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. And Father, give them the strength as you begin to peel away the things that are difficult in their life, the challenges and the struggles and the sin as you're beginning to purify, Lord. Lord, give them the strength to continue to diligently seek to continue to diligently seek you Father we thank you Lord Father I thank you for all the hands that are raised who are watching us online you are touching lives today you're saying I'll never be the same again I will never be the same again We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Honey, you want to come up here? Got any final thoughts you'd like us to share before I do the benediction?
1: The reward of Jesus is wholeness. Amen. That's the reward. Amen. And I have to wonder about the woman with the issue of blood. And for all those years, was she afraid? Was she so paralyzed by what people thought that she wouldn't, she couldn't, can't what would what would that be? I couldn't do that. Did she was she carrying loads of shame? Was she so ashamed of her issue? What was she carrying? Because when God when, when she touched the hem of his garment, she was made whole. And what it produced was healing in her body. But I think so often it's like you come to the Lord, you say, I have this, I have this, I have this issue, and this isn't of you, and you know. This isn't of him. This isn't this isn't his will for my life. But he's looking to make you whole. And so maybe he's not going to take away that thing, that physical issue right away, because he's he's wanting the bitterness that opened the door in the first place. He wants to come after the bitterness on the inside, or he wants to come after the root of fear. He wants to come after shame. He wants that out of your life. So is it possible that He's gonna do what is best for us in that moment, because isn't that what love, is? That's what love is? Love is doing what is best for that person in that moment, and because He is love, He's never confused about what that is right. in the moment. And we, I mean, we may not
0: always like it.
1: We uh, we won't always <laughs> like it. That's the transformation part. Right. And I wrote, well done. I wrote here, um, the reward of His presence. Man. There's no shortcut. The reward of his presence is found in the quiet place. The reward the practice of his presence. And you practice it in the quiet place so that you can be in the middle of Wegman's people all around and suddenly you know you need him and you can find his presence right there. But you practice in the you practice in the quiet place and then you can plug into his presence anywhere. The reward the reward of a strong marriage. A thousand deaths of the flesh. A thousand times of biting our tongues. A thousand times of surrendering our will to his will. You don't get a strong marriage by wishing. That's right. You don't get a strong marriage by accusing the one you're married to. You don't get a strong marriage by beating yourself into, a, into the ground and being a doormat. We are made whole in his presence. When we say, I will do whatever you tell me to do, Lord. Whatever you tell me to do. Jesus makes us whole, and the reward is whatever it takes. The reward is the wholeness. That's right. That is the reward. Right. And when He takes, He makes beauty for ash from ashes. Right. I mean, that's the reward. The cars are nice, you know. The pool is nice. The pool was just this crazy gift that the Lord gave me. It was this secret desire of my heart for years. And we lived in the mobile home. And the one tree that gave me shade in my backyard died. It died. It died. died, And then he cut it up and he burned it over the winter. And my allergies flared up in the middle of winter. I couldn't even hardly breathe because he burned the birch tree. And it was a birch whatever. Um, I felt like Jonah. The thing grew up. And then it died. I was just like, you're kidding me. And... He brought us to a place that has trees as huge like a park. And there's a pool. And every time I sit by that pool, I feel loved. And I praise God. I pray it's a good gift. And all, all it makes me ever do is glorify the Lord. That's it. So the pool is nice, but it's nothing compared to the work he did in us. In that mobile home. In that wilderness place where there was no shade for us. The Lord was burning some stuff out of us.
0: Clearly, figuratively, spiritually. So that we could be here (laughs) now,
1: so we could get to a place. And there's places now that He puts His finger on. He talked about that immediate change in our life. Glory to God. Glory to the Lord. We were struggling in so many ways, and we're smart people. We know how to rearrange schedules, we're homeschoolers. We know how to make schedules, we know how to put things in place. But we needed him. We needed him. And what she didn't say is what needed to be changed was our time with him. There There wasn't enough of a premium, of a protective barrier around our time with him. And little by little, the kids would come or someone from, you know, some need from the church would happen. And we'd start talking church. Well, talking church isn't the same as spending time with the Lord. So what 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 changed is we put up a barrier around our time with the lord and ask our kids when are you not allowed to talk to your parents and they will tell you what time they're not allowed to talk to their parents because it is set up as the most important thing right. and immediately amen. immediately things in our home began to fall into line amen. and we just wanted to rejoice
4: amen,
0: so, amen. amen. good well guys we're going to close uh... You know, we actually didn't really even talk about if we're going to have the prayer team up here or not, but I'm feeling like, hey, guys, if you need prayer, uh, we'll have some prayer team members up here. Those who normally come up, you guys can come up uh, and be the, uh, the prayer team. If you need prayer for anything in your life, they're here to pray for you. Uh, we just want them to be able to pray with you. And I want to just read a benediction here out of number 6, verse 24. Just close your eyes and receive this blessing this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for those who have joined us online as well. I just pray a blessing over every household over every man, woman, and child who are here. And those who are watching, Lord, we just thank you for your goodness and your mercy as it follows us every day of our life in Jesus name amen 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 you are dismissed and we we'll have a few people up here who can pray with you